This is R.J. Allen, and you're listening to Rough Drafts. This is the podcast where you can get a sneak peek at early drafts of my novels before they're published. For more information, go to rjallen.com. That's rjallen.com. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter so you can be notified when we have new offerings. At the time of this recording, February of 2024, we are nearing completion of the edits on book one, and we'll be offering editions of the book to beta readers. If you're interested in becoming a beta reader, sign up for our newsletter and then send me an email giving me your email address and advising me that you have interest. I look forward to hearing from you. Season 1, Episode 20 The Seekers Series, Book 1, Fragments Chapter 10, Part 1 Diana always felt safer when she visited her mother. Something cozy about the cluttered old house a connection to childhood memories, soothed her. The healing crystals and dream catchers in the windows, incense and bronze icons, statues of protector angels in every corner, none of it ever changed. Mother poured an oversized wine glass nearly to the brim and handed it to her, wine slopping onto the cheap, stained wood table as she did. What a nice surprise. Where did you say the kids were again? A friend's watching them. Diana took a healthy swallow of sweet wine. It warmed her all the way down. A comforting, happy feeling. The ball of edginess in her chest began to melt. Then she caught her mother studying her over the wine glass. What? Oh, nothing. How is Leif? Diana tossed dark hair over her shoulder. Fine. I take that to mean working too much, making too little, and ignoring the best thing in his life. Am I right? She narrowed her eyes in her don't-go-there look. The sweet sandalwood incense failed to lift her confidence or create harmony and euphoria, among the other things her mother claimed she burned it for. Fine, I won't tell you I told you so, but you know I did. That boy is a dead weight, dragging you down. We all see it. You used to be such a bubbly, beautiful girl. Mother tisked. Now look at what he's done to you. Drab, dreary, and depressed. Even your aura. At Diana's eye roll, her mother threw up her hands. What? You deserve better, that's all. Stop. I didn't come here for a lecture. Fine. Let's change the subject. You never listen anyway. I have something for you. 
Mother rummaged around her writing desk. Ah, here it is. She drew out a purple velvet pouch, stamped with the symbol of the Eternal, handed it over, and sat again. The new priest is such a nice young man, and making some very positive changes. Here, put this on. Diana opened the drawstring top and poured its contents onto the table. An elaborate chain carrying a pendant, a gem-inlaid golden heart inscribed with an intricate three-sided knot. Put it on. Mother twitched her fingers in her hurry-up gesture before reaching for her wine. I want to see it on you. Why was her heart rate rising? Diana swallowed hard. Where did you get this? From the church. Mother twitched her fingers again. From the new priest, like I said. You didn't say. Diana turned the charm over on the table, candlelight licking like fire along the gold. It's pretty, but... I'm not sure. It's a charm, isn't it? It will help your love life. She shivered with goosebumps, and the small hairs on her arms stood. As a child, Mom's charms and power talismans hadn't bothered her, but ever since Father Curtis had warned her of the dangers... Father Curtis says using charms is magical thinking. Useless at best and dangerous at worst. Don't talk to me about that man. Mother slammed her wine glass down with such force she could have chipped it. He's a heretic. Why, they've all but found him guilty of it. I always knew it, ever since the day he came. I think he's nice. Nice? Mother snorted. Don't talk to me about nice. He was an uptight Puritan who made the Church of the Eternal into some sort of fun-hating prudes club. Father Angelo must have been rolling over in his grave. A distant smile stretched thin, pallid lips towards the porcelain cheeks she was always so careful not to let expression mar. Now there was a man who knew how to have a good time. He said fun was a blessing from heaven. The world needs more men like Angelo. I still think... Corella made a chopping motion, causing the large colored beads of her chakra bracelet to clack together. You only think what Curtis taught you to think. All those rules of his aren't from the writings. I know. I've talked to the new priest about this. The Eternal just wants us to be happy. Father Curtis never understood that. Mother took a deep breath, calming and waving her hand before her face. I'm sorry, that man raises my blood pressure. Then she picked up the charm unclasped it, and held out the ends to Diana. Now please, 
Put it on. I only want to help you. Doesn't your love life need improvement? What would it hurt? I don't know. Diana let it dangle from her grip, the charm spinning to catch the light. It was pretty. Mother plucked it from Diana's hand and fastened it on her neck. Oh, that is beautiful. And the gems highlight your gorgeous eyes. Go look. Diana stood before the mirror. The malachite did make her green eyes seem brighter, and she had felt so drab and dull. Besides, what could it hurt? It was blessed by a priest, after all. Coming up behind her, Mother patted her shoulder. Better already, isn't it? You'll be fine. You just need a little help from the spirits. Have a little fun. Diana looked at herself in the mirror again. Mom was right. If Leif didn't want to be fun, that was his choice. But he didn't get to choose for her. She deserved some happiness in her life. She'd keep the charm.